Hey guys, it's Casey. For my birthday episode, I just honestly wanted to relax and not have to worry about doing homework on my birthday. So we're going to go ahead and re-release one of my favorite episodes. So I hope you enjoy Let's Go to Hell. Absolutely fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. <laughs> How's your October so far? My October so far is amazing. Yeah. I think the whole year just turned around. <laughs> it's been going great. That's good. Yeah. I mean, October is uh, the month of miracles. It's true. I mean, it, it truly is. Everything good happens in October. However, I did get a notification on my phone yesterday. So we're recording this. What day is it? The 4th? 3rd. 3rd. So, so yesterday, Friday, the 2nd, mm -hmm. was supposed to be the My Chemical Romance concert. Aww. That I, I literally cried whenever I got tickets. <laughs> so if that's any indication of how excited I was... <laughs> And then they, they didn't cancel it, they just postponed it for an exact, almost exactly a year. Mm -hmm. Because it's a, probably like a six month long tour yeah. throughout the world. So they just put the whole thing on hold for a year. So hopefully this time next year, I'll be crying my eyes out with a whole bunch of other 20 something emo kids. I wish I got tickets. Oh, I didn't know you liked My Chemical Romance. I do a little. Not a lot. Oh. Not as much as you. <laughs> but I still like them. Yeah, I got tickets. I think I texted you and asked you if you liked them, and you were like, a little. And then, oh. I, and then I asked my sister if she liked them, and she was like, fuck yes I do! <laughs> and I was like, alright, bitch, you're going with me. <laughs> so, and then I got the email, like, during COVID that was like, unfortunately, blah, 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 blah. And I was really upset. But anyway, I didn't delete... My reminder, and so Aww. yesterday I was like working out or something, and it, I popped up this reminder at like seven thirty. It was like my chemical romance starts in ten minutes, and I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm distraught. So sad. That is sad, <laughs> but I'll I'll be okay in a year. Yeah. <laughs> now you just get to hold on to the excitement longer. Yeah. I'll have to wait a whole nother year. I remember the day I got those tickets. I was meeting with my coworker about something pre-COVID, mm -hmm. obviously. And we were meeting with something, and I was on my phone the whole time. <laughs> like a total asshole, because I had to wait in, like, a waiting room. Uh -huh. And there was, you know, thousands and thousands of people trying to get tickets because there's millions upon millions of emo kids in the world yeah. <laughs> that are trying to, you know watch their dreams come true because they broke up like 10 years ago yeah and then there was just like silence and then they were just like hey we're back and we're gonna go on <laughs> tour and everyone was like oh my god <laughs> this is the greatest news that's ever happened oh anyway so it was like looking at my phone like refreshing keep waiting blah 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 and then I got my tickets and I was like, yes! And we were like in the middle of a Starbucks and she's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I got tickets. I love Starbucks! <laughs> I got tickets to My Chemical Romance and she's like, good for you. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, uh, happy Fearsome Fridays, y'all. Yeah. Hope your October is going splendid. Yeah. I it love October. <laughs> It really can only get better, and we are officially a week and a day away from Halloween. Yeah! Best holiday. Best holiday ever. What are you guys doing for Halloween? Make sure you're following your local reg regulations about parties and or trick-or-treating. I think we're not allowed to do that, or they recommend it to not do yeah. that. Um, I don't, is that a local thing, or just like a everywhere. Thing. I have no idea. I think it's by state or like county or something. It might be. Well, in our neck of the woods, they said maybe don't do that. Yeah. So, we went to the dollar store today and we got little gift bags 
and we filled them full of candy and toys and stickers and stuff to give to all of the children of my life. Oh. Yep. Because they can't. I mean, that sucks. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, a year is a long time. Yeah. And I used like, to remember there'd be cartoon episodes all the time where like they couldn't go trick or treating for whatever reason. I okay. No. Those used to haunt me. No. But do you remember being a kid here in Colorado? Like, always straight up ice blizzard on Halloween. And, like, I remember Christina and I used to, we would still dress up for, like, school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we'd put on these, like, huge-ass winter coats. And my dad would drive us around in his uh, van. And he'd just, like, open the door. We'd run up to the thing and then run back. And then he'd he'd drive us to the next house. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember one time we were running up to the house and back, and I slipped and fell on the, on, like, icy steps. Mm -hmm. I was just like, it's fine, just keep going. Like, (laughs) and it was, like, 20 degrees. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, like, as an adult, and even as a kid, you understand, like, you can go get candy. Yeah. Like, it's not as magical. Yeah, it's not magical going to the the grocery store and picking out a bag of Halloween candy and stuffing your face by yourself. And then it's all one, like, kind, and I like the adventure of having multiple different types of candy that I don't, like, usually get. That you wouldn't normally purchase yourself. That is true. That's part of the fun. That is part of the fun, because I would never go out of my way to buy, like, Twizzlers or something. Yeah. Uh, because I'm just not a person that would do that (laughs) and um but yeah you get those all the time so yeah anyway that's what we did today uh i'm really excited to hand them to our the children of my life which is few but (laughs) they are important i have a football game on halloween oh really yeah interesting but it's at 3 p.m so i'll be good which football game is it that's not homecoming that's like forever ago you know i don't think we're having homecoming it's just a football game. I feel like if you did have homecoming, it would have been in August. Yeah. Whenever school started. Or September. Mm-hmm. We only have three games. What? Three, maybe four. For the whole, like, the whole season. season? Yep. Jeez. So I'm not even... Hello. Hi, Suji. I'm not even bothering with uniforms. That's boring. Anyway, back <laughs> to your story. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Is that because of everything? We weren't supposed to have a season until January, and then Chasa, which is like the governing body for Colorado high school sports, okay, decided that we could have a season. Okay. So it started like sometime late September. Okay. So interesting. Can we fit in three games? Because usually they had been starting in like August. Yeah. Huh. Kind of weird. <laughs> That's wild. Very wild. So what do cheerleaders? do other than cheer at football games we just have fun right now <laughs> like a bunch of practices and stuff yeah but do you cheer at like regular times is there any other event that you guys cheer at like you don't cheer on the mathletes but no do you do like soccer or anything we do basketball oh and that'll be cool. in january oh, so like okay. we have two seasons right now we have this season which is football football and then we have january which will be competition and basketball Oh, cool. If we can compete. Oh. Oh, yeah. Man, everything sucks. Everything sucks so bad. (sighs) But it doesn't, because I'm having the best (laughs) October of my life. So I started watching Dancing with the Stars, new season. Uh Um, I sent you a Snapchat of that bitch, Carol Baskin. She got voted off. Spoilers! Not spoilers. Everybody in the world knew she'd get voted off. She was awful really but it was so fun to watch because she was so bad Uh it was like watching like a trailer park fire or something like it was just so like i couldn't look away that's hilarious it was amazing but anyway it's really weird to watch because every single dance they do a dance and then like sparkles fall from the ceiling or like balloons or whatever confetti Mm -hmm. just like anything rose petals whatever and it lands on the stage, and then they usually only do that at the last one because mm-hmm. it puts all this crap on the floor. Yeah. But they have to clean the stage in between every single dance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and all the judges are sitting six feet apart on, like, the <laughs> longest table that ever existed. And Tyra Banks is there hosting, which she's never done before, which has been interesting. <laughs> 
And, um, yeah, so the commercial breaks are really long because they have to clean the entire wow. set. My thoughts on the matter. Some things are okay to go without this year. <laughs> Do we really need a Dancing with the Stars? Probably not. But you know what? Gotta make that money. Make That's that true. money. Da -da 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 -da. Na -na -na -na. Okay. <sighs> are you ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> What are you drinking? I'm drinking strawberry lemonade truly. Wonderful. Less than 1% juice. I'm, oh, does it say that on there? Yeah. Never even noticed. I'm drinking Breckenridge Brewery's Vanilla Porter. Is it good? It's really good. Um, because it's starting to get to be fall in Colorado, which will only last for like 2.5 weeks. Mm hmm Not consecutively. Nope. So I'm going to really enjoy it. Today was a little, little chill in mm -hmm. like the 60s. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it'd be really good. One of these beers that I've had in my fridge since February. <laughs> <laughs> Saving them up. <laughs> and it's delicious. If you are from Colorado, you've probably heard of Breckenridge. They're thebomb.com. If you're not from Colorado, but if you randomly see it, I highly suggest you get it. This brewery is really, really good. I think it's our my favorite brewery we have here, mm -hmm. including Coors, because fuck Coors. <laughs> um, but we do have a lot of breweries yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, too many. Yeah. We have Breckenridge. And what's that other one that does Laughing Lab? Or is that Breckenridge? I think that's Breckenridge. Oh. We have a lot, though. We have a lot. <laughs> Anyway, that's what I'm drinking. Um, happy Fearsome Fridays. I think I already said that. But I just want to apologize in advance. I'm sure you guys know whenever you clicked on this episode just how long it's going to be. But this is probably going to be a lengthy episode because you and I are going to hell. <gasps> Can't wait. <laughs> All right. About time. I know. I think this is so interesting and I had a, a lot of fun researching it mm -hmm. um so we're just gonna dive into it let me take a drink clink, clink. Ah, man that is refreshing <sighs> okay so basically I'm going to be retelling you in spark note style uh, Dante's Inferno. Ooh. Inferno is the first part of Italian writer Dante Algarotti's Al 14th century <laughs> epic epic poem, Divine Comedy. It is followed is by. Hilarious? It's so funny. <laughs> it is followed by Purgatorio and Paradiso. The Inferno describes Dante's journey through hell, guided by the ancient Rowan, Roman poet Virgil. In the poem, hell is depicted as nine concentric circles of torment located within the earth. It is the quote-unquote realm of those who have rejected spiritual values by yielding to bestial appetites or violence mm -hmm. or by perverting their human intellect to fraud or malice against their fellow men that's me perverting my intellect <laughs> okay so the inferno the book or i guess it's a epic whatever the book the book so the poet dante finds himself lost in a dark wood Astray from the straight way, he sets out to climb directly up a small mountain, but his way is blocked by three beasts he cannot evade. A lonza, usually rendered as a leopard representing fraud and malice. A leone, a lion representing violence and bestiality. And a lupa, a she-wolf representing incontinence. Peeing your pants? No, I had to look that up because I was like, really? But incontinence means, um, like, you basically just do whatever the fuck you want. You, like, oh, me. you have no self-control. Oh, totally me. Yeah. <laughs> this random 
Roman poet Virgil shows up and is like, Hey, Beatrice, the symbol of divine love, sent me. Let's go to hell. Oh, fun. Yeah. And Dante's like, sweet, let's fucking go- let's do it. And he does like the Shia LaBeouf, just do it. <laughs> anyway, Dante passes through the gate of hell, which bears an inscription. Uh, oh, Lord. Okay. So this is going to. Ready for me to butcher some Latin? Mm-hmm. Um, last K ong sparza vio chantrate, which translates to abandon all hope, ye who enter here, which I'm sure you've heard of because yeah. they've done it in like a million scary movies. The Haunted Mansion, Disneyland. Oh, really? Something like that. I've seen it in As Above, So Below. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. Oh, MG. <laughs> It's so good. It is, like, spooky. They literally go to hell through the catacombs underneath London mm-hmm. and, like, travel through hell, face their darkest fears. 90% of them die, and then they make it their way up through hell and, like, make their way back. And they, like, they're, like, underneath the streets of London, and they, like, what are those things on the ground? manholes yeah they lift up a manhole cover and just like crawl out why why why'd they go to hell can't remember oh i think they were like looking for something to do with like history oh and they just like went on this weird little path fun yeah it's fucking good i want to go to hell we're we're going oh let me take you there i will take you there okay Dante and his guide hear the anguished screams of the uncommitted. These are souls of people who in life took no sides. The opportunists who were for neither God nor evil, but instead were merely concerned with themselves. So, this part's fucked up. So they're not even quite in hell yet. Mm -hmm. So these souls are neither in hell nor out of it. But reside on the shores of Acheron, naked and futile, they race around through the mist in eternal pursuit of something, while relentlessly chased by swarms of wasps and hornets who continually sting them. That's just Thursday. Loathsome maggots and worms at the sinner's feet drink the putrid mixture of blood pus and tears that flows down their bodies so they're not even in hell yet what the hell then this is the punishment for people who are like do your thing bro like i'm gonna not believe in anything and just believe in myself (laughs) and like do my own thing in my life and then i'm gonna die and this is what i go to cool not even in hell yet isn't that wild? I don't like that. <laughs> like, so I'd rather be in hell. T- in total, I read with all the different circles, levels, trenches, this place, and um, like in all, all in all, there's 24 different areas we're gonna talk about. Ooh, so that's the first one. So at least it's expansive. There's stuff to do. There is a lot of stuff to do. And, like, whenever you think of hell, at least for me, I think of the devil, like, mm-hmm. torturing people. It doesn't happen that way. Really? Yeah. Where is he? He's in the circle of hell. He's just hanging out? We'll get there. That's the very last place we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. I want to meet my boy. It's... His life sucks. I'm so sorry for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dante and Virgil reach a ferry that will take them across the river Archeon at Acheron and to hell proper. Ooh, finally. Finally. So, now we are going to talk about the nine circles of hell. People who sinned but prayed for forgiveness before their deaths are found not in hell, but in purgatory. So, outside of hell is where people are getting stung. They cross a river, and the first thing is purgatory, before we get to the first circle. Purgatory is not that bad. Okay. Which is weird that purgatory is not that bad, but for people who are like, eh, they get stung by bees forever? <laughs> what is that? Anyway, I'll tell you. Um, okay. 
in purgatory where they labor to become free of their sins. Those in hell are people who tried to justify their sins and are unrepentant. The sinners of each circle are punished for eternity in a fashion fitting their crimes. Each punishment is a symbolic instance of poetic justice. So the first circle, oh, sorry. The first circle is technically limbo. The first circle contains the unbaptized and the virtuous pagans who, although not sinful enough to warrant damnation, did not accept Christ. The guiltless damned are punished by living in a deficient form of heaven. That's not that bad. Yeah. There's a big castle with a brook and seven gates, but nothing crazy happens here and no one typically leaves. So it's just like, there's a TV, but there's no remote for the TV. Yeah. They're just like, this sucks, but like, is get it, up to change is it as bad as like Earth? I think I prefer that. Purgatory. Purgatory. Yeah. Just chilling. Out of all these places I'm about to tell you, absolutely. This is the best place to be. <laughs> I want to be there. There's a castle. That's sick. Yeah. Out of all the places, this is the only place where you can potentially leave. And it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen that eventually you can go to heaven. I don't want to go to heaven. I want to stay in purgatory. Have you seen the movie Wrist Cutters? No. Take a guess. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good, though. But the whole basis of the movie is that people who kill themselves and commit suicide, their punishment is in death. They, like, wake up and it's... They're basically back on Earth, living Mm -hmm. their, not their exact same life, but, like, living a life that's like their life before, but way shittier. Really? Like, you can't smile. Yeah, like, it's, like, all these weird things. Like, everything just sucks. You have to go get a job and pay rent. Like, it's literally the life you tried to escape from. Mm Mm-hmm. But you can never leave it. That's evil. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. And the whole movie is, like, about this girl who accidentally kills herself by overdosing. Uh-huh. But because she's the one that did it, she got sent there. So she's, like, trying to find the man in charge to, like, undo that. Because she's like, I didn't mean to kill myself. I just like drugs. <laughs> and then they go on all these adventures. And then they end up her and this guy fall in love and then they both end up waking up in the hospital in real life like one bed away from each other oh wow and so like he's saved like somebody raced him to the hospital in time like he slit his wrist and she saved somebody raced her and saved her from overdosing nice are you still gonna go to hell when you yeah we'll get there oh (laughs) If you kill yourself, there's a very special place for you in hell. What if you kill yourself, but you don't succeed, and then you die, like, a day later of something else? Oh, like, you slit your wrist, they take you to the hospital, and then you catch COVID? Yeah. (laughs) And then what? Go to the COVID circle of hell? Can you imagine? (laughs) I'm sorry, that's not funny. It's kind of funny. (laughs) The irony. (laughs) Okay. Hmm. All right. So basically, before I get too far, in this book, which is insane, I haven't actually read the book, but just reading the Wikipedia page took me like six hours. Mm -hmm. Because in each different section he goes to, he goes on like, and he talks about who he sees there. And, like, what they did. And there are all these famous people for that time. I didn't really know any of them. <laughs> so I didn't include any of them in this uh, retelling. But just keep that in mind that, like, half of the book is him telling what people belonged in hell. Which oh, wow. was really interesting and um, kind of ballsy. Was it scandalous at the time? I think it was because he literally, he basically is like, this person is going to hell for this specific crime. Wow. Yeah, and these crimes are specific. I would like to write a current version of that book and just be like, my dad, because he told me to wash dishes that one time when I was 10, 
He's there. And, like, going through all these things, like, there's just no way that I, I personally wouldn't end up in hell. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've done most of this shit. Yeah. If there's a hell, I'm going. Absolutely. And it's not to purgatory. Yeah. It's to the fucked up areas. <laughs> okay. So, let's go on to the second circle, mm. which is lust. The second circle, the first of the circles of incontinence, where the punishments of hell proper begin. In the second circle of hell are those overcome by lust. These carnal malefactors are condemned for allowing their appetites to sway their reason. These souls are buffeted back and forth by a terrible wind of a violent storm without rest. So, if you're very lustful, you're just stuck in a a windy storm for eternity. Well, that just sounds pleasant. Yeah. This is a nice windy day. It's not... This is... Of all the bad ones, this is the least bad. Oh. Actually, there might be a few other, but, I mean, I... Listen. (laughs) I read so much last night. (laughs) It all kind of blends together, and they're all pretty fucked up. (laughs) And I'll be excited to to understand by the end of this where where you think you'll go. Oh, fun. Because I don't know where I would go. Maybe this one. Okay, the third circle. Gluttony. <laughs> That's me. In the third circle, the gluttonous wallow in a vile, putrid slush produced by a cease, ceaseless, foul, icy rain. A great storm of putrefaction as punishment for subjecting their reason to a ver- ferocious appetite. Serbius, a monstrous three-headed beast of hell, which I have heard about, ra- ravenously guards the gluttons lying in the freezing mire, mauling and flaying them with his claws as they howl like dogs. Well, you get to hang out with a puppy. A three-headed puppy. How fun. Yeah, um... I follow, what is it, Hellstar or Blackstar? Some really cool clothing company. Mm-hmm. Blackcroft? Can't remember. <laughs> anyway, they have a lot of plushes, and one of them is Serbius. Aww. He's so cute. He is precious. They have Satan. They have Krampus. They've got a bunch of them, and I'm like, I want all of these. <laughs> but do I need them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right, the fourth circle is greed. Ooh. The fourth circle is guarded by a figure named Pluto. Those who, uh, whose attitudes towards material goods deviated from the appropriate are punished in the fourth circle. They include the avarcious who hoarded possessions and the prodigal, prodig- prodigal who squandered them. So for greed, you can hoard or squander, but either way, you're greedy. You're going to hell. The hoarders and spendthrifts joust using great weights as weapons that they push with their chests. Ooh. So their punishment is to, like, the hoarders joust the spend the spenders for all eternity. Fun. I like to watch a good jousting match. Yeah. Have you seen jousting uh-huh. at the... Uh, renaissance festival i haven't seen it live because i've seen it i mean the ones at the renaissance festival aren't i mean they're staged yeah (laughs) they're still they're not quite as staged as you would do in like a high school play Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they are staged (laughs) all right the fifth circle is wrath Ooh. yep in the swampy Stinking waters of the river Styx, the fifth circle, the actively wraithful fight each other viciously on the surface of the slime, while the sullen, the passively wraithful, lie beneath the water, withdrawn, into a black sulkiness which can find no joy in God or man or the universe. As the last circle of incontinence, the savage self-frustration of the fifth circle 
marks the end of that which had its tender and romantic beginnings and the dalliance of indulged passion. So basically, people who are like, just mean. Mad. <laughs> Mad. Well, it sounds like I'd go there because it said Solon, and I'm Solon as heck. So, the, there's two different types of mad, right? There's actively mad, where you're, like, causing fights and stuff, and then there's internally mad, and that shit would suck. You're literally lying just below the surface of water where people are standing on you fighting. So far, that's where I would go. <laughs> so that's my life. That sucks. <laughs> I think I might be... I don't know. I don't know. We'll get there. There's so much more to go. I know we're on the fifth circle, but we have a lot more to go. How many circles are there? There's nine, but oh. in in the seventh circle, there's three different areas. And in the eighth circle, there's ten different areas. And in the ninth circle, there's three areas. Wow. And then there's the center of hell. So, yeah. We're about That's halfway crazy. there. No, we're not. We're about a third of the way there. Let's take a drink. I'm going to get fucked up just talking about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, da, 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 da. In the distance, Dante perceives high towers that resemble fiery red mosques. Virgil informs him that they are approaching the city of Diz. Diz itself, surrounded by the Stygian Marsh, contains lower hell within its walls. You okay? I'm yawning, sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay, so the sixth circle is heresy. <sighs> I mean, ugh, I don't think heresy is like that big of a deal, <laughs> but Dante really does. In the sixth circle, heretics are trapped in flaming tombs. Virgil starts explaining the rationale of lower hell in which the sins of violence and fraud are punished. Virgil asserts that there are only two legitimate sources of wealth, natural resources, quote-unquote nature, and human labor and activity, quote-unquote art. To be punished in the next circle is therefore an offense against both. It is a kind of blasphemy, since it is an act against art, which is the child of nature, and nature derives from God. So anyway, he's basically saying, if you're punished in these next parts of hell, it's blasphemous, because it's a crime against art and nature. So you're being punished, but you're still getting in trouble? He was just pointing out that it's kind of ironic. Oh. Yeah weird yeah it was a whole thing i tried to condense it it was kind of confusing because i'm not very smart <laughs> okay the seventh circle for violence there are three rings for violence so in ring one in the seventh circle is violence against neighbors it's weird right Just people who live next door to you <laughs> I mean... The people with the giant Trump flag. <laughs> I think neighbors aren't what we consider them now. Because, mm. like, yeah, I have a couple neighbors that live next to me. I think neighbors would be, like, anybody in your community. Oh. I think. In the first round of the Seventh Circle, the murderers, war makers, plunderers, and tyrants are immersed in phlegton. Phlegdathon. A river of boiling blood and fire. As they wallowed in blood during their lives, so they are immersed in the boiling blood forever, each according to the degree of his guilt. So basically, if you were not so bad, it would just be like your feet. But mm -hmm. if you were like, I don't know, Hitler, because he was a a war maker, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure if he would go here because I don't understand this. He'd go to the center. <laughs> he would be like all the way in. Ew. I'm assuming. Gross. Um, centaurs patrol the ring, 
shooting arrows into any sinners who emerge higher out of the boiling blood than is allowed. Well, then you just get to hang out with the centaur, because some of these just sound cool. <laughs> okay. Oh. I wonder if you can be in that level of hell, and but you're like centaur's pet, so he never never shoots you, he pretends to. Mm. He secretly likes you. So you have a, what's that called? Uh, from like Beauty and the Beast, uh, where you like fall in love with your captor type of thing. Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, so they have Stockholm Syndrome together. Or he just likes you, he thinks you're cool. Oh. Doesn't have to be romantic. <laughs> Everything's romantic. <laughs> okay, so this is, um, this is the sad one. This is about suicide. Ring two, violence against self. The second round of the seventh circle is the wood of the suicides, in which the souls of the people who attempted to commit suicide are transformed into gnarled, thorny trees and then fed upon by harpies, which are hideous clawed birds with the faces of women. The trees are only permitted to speak when broken and bleeding. Dante learns that these suicides, unique among the dead, will not be corporally resurrected after the quote-unquote final judgment since they threw their bodies away. Instead, they will maintain their bushy form and their own corpses hanging from the thorny limbs. Wow. So, in this world there's gonna be a final judgment where i'm assuming all of the rest of these people get brought back to the earth and god judges them or something mm -hmm. except for these people wow so They're... the murderers have it better than the suiciders yeah because apparently suicide is the worst thing you can i mean you're only in level seven so it's not the absolute worst thing you can do yeah but it's pretty bad that you can't even in the final judgment get judged because they're like Sad. you chose to forego this whenever you killed yourself with their own bodies hanging from that's them that's creepy <sighs> yeah okay ring three violence against god art and nature the third round of the seventh circle is a great plain of burning sand Scorched by great flakes of flame falling slowly from the sky. Mm. So you're basically in, like, the desert oh. of California right now during oh. a fire. Nice. <laughs> the <Like> Silent Hill. <laughs> right? Do you remember Waldo Canyon Fire and then the, the exact year after the um, Black Forest Fire? Yeah, it was raining ash. It was raining ash. I remember, so in Colorado, we had two insane fires on the east side of Colorado Springs one year, and then directly a year later on the west side. But they were close enough that in Colorado Springs, like, people were getting evacuated. It was nuts. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first year, the Waldo Canyon Fire, we used to just sit outside and smoke cigarettes whenever I used to smoke. And just watch, and you could watch the fire going, and then you'd see, like, a burst and you could tell that was just somebody's house. It's so crazy. Yeah. And then, like, the ash falling from the sky, and it get all over your car, and you're like, this sucks. My <laughs> car's all, nah, I can't see. Couldn't breathe. Constant headaches. Yeah. It was wild. I was petrified um, because I was living in an apartment, and I had my cat, and I was just like, I'm going to be at work on the complete other side of town, and they're going to tell me I need to evacuate. And I'm not going to be able to get there. So I kept my cat. I, like, basically moved in with my mom for a couple of weeks. Because <laughs> I was just so scared. Yeah. <sighs> that was a wild time. That was. Yeah. And did you hear about that lady that lost her house in the Waldo Canyon fire? And then moved to Black Forest? And then lost her house in the Black Forest oh fire? Oh my god. That is some unlucky person. Some dumb stuff. I can't even... Can you imagine... I can't imagine, like, losing my house. Yeah. Like, the house we are currently in, if it was just randomly brought up in flames. Like, I know everything's replaceable, but, like, if you just look around. Yeah. Like. It's not replaceable. Yeah. Well, you're right. Like, I, I have a lot of, like, whatever, just memories. 
And, you know, yeah, it's important to get my pets out and, like, my important documents. But, like, what else would you bring with you? Yeah. What else could you bring in that type of situation? You're so crazy. So I know a lot of people did not feel bad for the Waldo Canyon people because they were millionaires. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, they can afford it. But, like, you can't bring everything with you. Yeah. When I was little, I lived in an apartment complex. And then, like, the building next to ours or like across from ours caught on fire oh my god it was so scary we like scooped up our kitty cats that is so scary yeah that's one thing about living in an attached home either it be an apartment or like a town home or whatever duplex you have to really trust your neighbors that you've never met oh yeah like a week later someone was grilling inside their house yeah it's crazy so stupid so like anything can happen i know our apartment complex in tennessee we had separate garages that you could rent Mm -hmm. and they were like in little blocks so like you could rent you know block two or sell two in this four block or whatever Mm -hmm. anyway one of the garages burned down and it like exploded that one and it burned everything else down oh and it wasn't ours thank god but like what do you, what do you do? It's crazy. <laughs> like, oh, it's so fucked up. Anyway, starting to get uh, drunk and get tangenty. Don't you, whoa. Are you magic? I am. <laughs> Faye just uh, put her phone, like, up on its top. top. Yeah, standing straight up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we still listening to this? Yeah. <sighs> we're we're definitely halfway there. We're we're more than halfway there. Okay. Um, did I talk about ring 3 yet? Yeah. Yes. Great flakes, the flame falling from the the blasphemers, the violent against God are stretched upon the burning sand, like, laying on their backs and arms stretched out. The sodomites, the violent against nature, run in circles while the usurers, the violence against art. How can you be violent against art? I hate that painting. (laughs) Well, they crouch huddled and weeping. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's all they have to do. I do that all the time. Big deal. (laughs) In the, in the burning sand. Okay, are you ready for our first fun fact? I think I only have two. Yes. Fun fact! The overflow of Phlegathon, the river of blood from the first round, mm-hmm. flows boiling through the wood of suicides and crosses the burning plain. Ooh, a callback. Yep. The poet begins to hear the waterfall that plunges over a great cliff into the eighth circle. They decide they need a ride. Um, so they decide they need to ride this creature. Um, Durian, the monster fraud. And this guy is wild. He's a monster with the general shape of a vern. I don't know what that is. But with the tail of a scorpion, hairy arms, a gaudily marked reptilian body, and the face of an honest man. That sounds so cool. (laughs) So they ride this creature down into the eighth circle. Ooh. Isn't this like a fun trip for him? Yeah, I would go to this like amusement park. This would be super cool. Yeah. To turn into an amusement park. The one where you're stretched is that one that spins around really fast and you're slammed against the wall and you're like, whoa. Yeah, that could be the blasphemers. Yeah. Oh, so cool. TM, we're gonna we're gonna make this. TM. Yeah. There's a weeping section where you can just go weep, huddle and weep. There could be like a a walking section where there's just trees. And, and you have, like, a bridge with, like, f- water flowing underneath it. Oh, yeah. And that's the bridge of suicides. So crazy. Okay, so this one's going to take a while. This is the eighth circle. Okay? hmm The eighth circle is a large funnel of stone shaped like an amphitheater around which run a series of ten deep, narrow ditches. 
or trenches. I'm going to refer to them as trenches. Within these trenches are punished those guilty of simple fraud. <laughs> so just fraud, there's ten different types of fraud. How is fraud worse than murder? Did Have we done murder? Wasn't murder, like, the one right before suicide? Uh, violence against neighbors. Yeah, I guess. That would technically be murder. I don't know. Can't remember. I think this was about 11 o'clock last night is oh. whenever I got to this part. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, maybe I'll finish tomorrow. And then I was like, nah, I'm just going to get it fucking done. <laughs> okay. So, trench number one. Panders and seducers. These sinners make two files, single files, along, uh, one along each, uh, sorry, one along either bank of the ditch and march quickly in opposite directions while being whipped by horned demons for eternity. That's like what I think of when I think of typical hill. Yeah, they're just like running back and forth being whipped. Trench number two. The flatterers. I feel like this could be me. I know. These also exploited other people, this time abusing the corruption of language to play upon others' desires and fears. They are steeped in excrement as they howl and fight amongst themselves. Ew. Just steep you in some excrement. Just get steep Where you. Where do they get the excrement? I don't know. It's hell. It comes from heaven. <laughs> the excrement of angels. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Trench number three. The Simonax. Which is the sale of exlastic favors and offices and therefore made money for themselves out of what belongs to God. So from what I understand, I tried to research it. It's like preachers and stuff that try to bribe people, I guess. Oh. The sinners are placed head downwards in round tube-like holes within the rock with flames burning the soles of their feet. The heat of the fire is proportioned to their guilt. Oh, wow. So their head is stuck in rock, and their feet are on fire. That's, like, the worst one for me, because I'm, like, really claustrophobic. Oh, your head being stuck? Yeah. Yeah. Trench number four, sorcerers. Ooh. The punishment for the souls of fortune tellers, diviners, astrologers, and those who attempt to usurp God's prerogative by prying into the future is to have their heads twisted around on their bodies. That's not that bad. (laughs) In this horrible contortion of the human form, these sinners are compelled to walk backwards for eternity, Blinded by their own tears. Aww. Thus, those who sought to penetrate the future cannot even see in front of themselves. They attempted to move themselves forward in time, so must they go backward through all eternity. And as the arts of sorcery are a distortion of God's law, so are their bodies distorted in hell. I just thought that was very poetic. That's the one where my grandma thinks I'm going because I use tarot cards and own a Ouija board. Aw. I've been using my moon cards recently. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun. So fun. I, I think I like the moon cards more than I like my tarot cards. They're easier to understand. I think so, yeah. Um, trench number five. Braiders. Corrupt politicians. Oh, hell Yeah. Who made money by trafficking in public offices are immersed in a lake of boiling pitch, which represents the sticky fingers and dark secrets of their corrupt deals. They are guarded by demons called the Melabranch, who tear them to pieces with claws and grappling hooks if they catch them above the surface of the pitch. Here's my second fun fact. Fun fact! Ooh. The demons make fart jokes. Uh, really? Yeah. Why? The, the sign of their march is to <laughs> is provided by a fart. Quote, and he had made a trumpet of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
So in hell, they make fart jokes. In Dante's Inferno, he has a fart joke. It is a comedy after all. (laughs) Trench number six, hypocrites. Here, the hypocrites are listlessly walking around a narrow track for eternity, weighted down by leaden robes. That doesn't seem that bad. No, it's just a workout. Yeah. Trench number seven, thieves. The pit is filled with monstrous reptiles. The shades of the thieves are pursued and bitten by snakes and lizards who curl themselves about the sinners and bind their hands behind their backs. Aww. So basically, they're just getting fucked just up. Just to by hang out with snakes. And lizards, yeah. Lizards. Trench number eight. Counselors of fraud. Here, fraudulent advisors or evil counselors move about. So even if you tell somebody, I don't know, like you you give them advice, but it's not true or Mm -hmm. something, like you purposely give them bad advice, Uh you still go to hell. What? Um, Hidden from the view inside individual flames, these are not people who gave false advice, but people who use their position to advise others to engage in fraud. Okay, so they advise people. To go do other stuff. So, like, if I told you to join my multi-level marketing scheme, I would go to this <laughs> level of hell. And you would just chill out in a flame. Uh-uh. Yeah. you just burn to death forever. Burn alive. Burn in death. <laughs> <laughs> forever. Okay, trench number nine. Sowers of discord. The sowers of discord are hacked and mutilated for all eternity by a large demon wielding a bloody sword. Their bodies are divided as, in life, their sin was to tear apart what God had intended to be united. These are the sinners of who are ready to rip up the whole fabric of society to gratify a sectional egotism. The souls must drag their ruined bodies around the ditch, their wounds healing in the course of the circuit, only to have the demon tear them apart anew. And these are divided into three categories. Uh, Religious schism and discord, civil strife and political discord, and family disunion or discord between kinsmen. Jesus Christ, it's so hard to talk out loud. <laughs> These words are too fancy for me. Yeah. Okay, so basically, you have to walk around a circle and get cut, uh, and then heal, and then get cut, and then get healed. The life of Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the last trench. Uh, trench 10, falsifiers. A disease on society, they are themselves afflicted with different types of afflictions. Horrible diseases, stench, thirst, filth, darkness, and screaming. Some lie prostate while others run hungering through the pit, tearing others to pieces. He then goes on to explain falsifiers of persons, money, and words. One of the stories I read for the falsifiers of persons mm-hmm. was this chick falsifies who she is so she can end up sleeping with her uncle. Ew. Yeah. I feel like there should be a specific level of hell for that. <laughs> it's this one. <laughs> Dante and Virgil approach, approach the central well so this whole thing was, remember, it was a huge amphitheater. Mm-hmm. At the very center is a well, and at the bottom of which lies the ninth and final circle of hell. And there's, like, a bunch, ten different biblical giants standing guard, and he explains each one of them. I didn't fucking know any of them, so I did not include them. <sighs> okay, so we're finally at the ninth circle. Ooh. I need to take a drink. <laughs> I'm just going to slur the rest of this. (laughs) Slur the rest of the story. Slur it. Okay. But so far, I still do think I'd be gluttony. Or maybe greed, because I like to collect things. Oh, yeah. That might be me. (laughs) (laughs) If you, you didn't see that buffet just pointed around my office, which is littered in collectibles, like... 
probably about 200 stuffed animals. Oh, yeah. At least in this room, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Not including the rest of the house. And, um, yeah. Just so many. So many things. There's me. There is you. There's you a few times in this room, I'd say. Maybe not. There's one of you that I turned into a cat. Yeah. Well, there's you... Did you see that one where we are at that Halloween party? Yeah, we have yeah. two Halloweens up there. Oh, we do. That was so fun. That was so fun. R.I.P. Halloween parties. God. Maybe next year. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um. Anyway, that Halloween party was really fun. It was. We dressed up as... Xenon and Nebula from Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. One of the best Disney Channel original movies. (laughs) That was really fun. There was like a uh, murder mystery dinner beforehand. I thought for sure our team had the right. Yeah, because like some guy came in and told us who did it and yeah. then ran away. And so we were like, Oh, he's he's lying. That's a red herring. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, why would you Why would you? Why would you tell us? Why would you? That's so stupid. And then these people are like, I guess it's that guy. And they fucking won. Yeah, I'm still mad about that. I was yeah. just talking about that a couple of days ago were with you? my mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, at that party I stole drink tickets off of tables of people who didn't pick them up. <laughs> That was, at that point, the drunkest I'd ever been in my life. Oh, how many drunkest you've ever been in your life have been with me? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) There's that one. There's the Christmas party with the open bar. Oh, my God. And then there was New Year's where I made that drink for Instagram. That was, like, all vodka and a tiny bit of pineapple juice. And then I was like, oh, I have to drink that. And I did. I drank it. Yeah, you threw up that night. I did, a lot. (laughs) Halloween's gonna be better. Yeah, please don't throw up. I'm gonna throw up. That's okay if you do, because you could stay here, and you have your own bathroom. Oh. Yeah, right there. I'll clean it. I'm gonna clean my entire house before people get here, so there won't be, like, I don't know, toilet issues. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever. Throw up to your heart's content. I will. (laughs) But not in bed. I won't. Do it in the toilet. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, anyway, we're at the ninth circle, which this is where the worst of the worst people go, which is treachery. So I guess you're right. Crimes against people or your neighbor. That's all the way in like level six. So it's you're not right. even that bad. So like lying about your identification, which lands you in the, in the eighth circle is worse than murdering someone. Shaking my head. doesn't make sense (laughs) okay at the base of the well dante finds himself within a large frozen lake oh nice yep cockatus the ninth circle of hell trapped in the ice each according to his guilt are punished sinners guilty of treachery against those with whom they had special relationships The lake of ice is divided into four concentric rings of traitors corresponding, in order of seriousness, the betrayal of, the first one, family ties. They have their necks and heads out of the ice and are allowed to bow their heads, allowing some protection from the freezing wind. Betrayal of community ties have their heads above the ice but cannot bend their necks. Betrayal of guests fly Uh, on their back supine in the ice while their tears freeze on their eye sockets sealing them with small visors of crystal even the comfort of weeping is denied them and then the last one is betrayal of lords all of the sinners are fully encapsulated in ice distorted and twisted in every conceivable position wow okay crazy So that's as bad as it gets, except for the three people that are chewed on by Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to hear about these guys. Let me tell you. Okay. In the center of hell, in the very center of hell, condemned for committing the ultimate sin, personal treachery against God is the devil. 
How do you personally so, treacherize God? The arch traitor Lucifer was once held by God to be the fairest of angels before his pride. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> his pride led him to rebel against God, resulting in his expulsion from heaven. So, oh. so he used to be an angel. So then he was bad. He was banished to to hell. So I don't know if hell was created for him or if it was there and he just put him in the center because he's like, you done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so Lucifer is a giant, terrifying beast trapped waist deep in the ice, fixed in suffering. He has three faces, each of a different color. One red in the middle, one pale yellow on the right, and one black to the left. So there's all these things where people talk about how it's one face for each different of the races. Mm -hmm. I don't know <laughs> if you want to go that far. <laughs> uh, Lucifer retains his six wings from whenever he was an angel, but they are now dark, bat-like, and futile. So every time he bats them, it makes him freeze more in the ice. Oh, wow. So he can't get away. He weeps from his six eyes, and his tears mix with bloody froth and pus as they pour down Ew. his three chins. Ew. Each face has a mouth that chews eternally on a prominent traitor. Judas, Brutus, and Cassius. I looked them all up. I don't fucking care to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can look them up if you want. Uh, Virgil and Dante begin their escape from hell by clambering down Satan's ragged fur feet first. When they reach Satan's genitalia, the poets pass through the center of the universe. So I think they travel through Satan's dick. Wow. Yeah. That's where the universe is? Apparently. They go into into his penis and just travel through and they end up on a mountain near Jerusalem. I want to see that episode of Magic School Bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> The end. The end. And then that's how the story ends. Creepy. Yeah. That was a lot. <laughs> Where would you end up? I I think I would end up in greed. Greed? Yeah. Not the greed. Uh, the one that was hoarding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be me. So sad. Would you be the, the wraithful? Yeah. Just underneath the surface getting yeah. trampled on? Mm-hmm. That's that me. <laughs> I can't even remember the punishment for greed. Oh, yeah, I have to fight. Right? Yeah. Jousting? Jousting. Yeah, that's right. I gotta joust forever. That's not that bad. You gotta work out. Yeah. I don't wanna joust forever. I don't know the words <laughs> to that song. I loved it. <laughs> Got some T-Swift for you. I think that was Taylor Swift. Is it? That's why I don't know it. Oh, you don't like the T-Swift? I hate the T-Swift. Really? She seems like somebody you would like. Really? Why? Because you like similar artists like Carly Rae Jepsen. Carly Rae Jepsen is an angel, so... Are they not similar They're not comparable at all. Oh. Well, they probably are, but I don't <laughs> like Taylor Swift. <laughs> why don't you like Taylor Swift? Personal reasons? I just don't. I don't like country music, and then she was originally country music, and now she always sounds like country, but it's not country, so they play it on the regular stations, and I just get mad. Hold up, but do you like Miley Cyrus? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I like the old Hannah Montana songs. That's straight up, used to be country, like... And it's not the same. It is exactly the same. It's not. <laughs> Uh, I like her new music that she's coming out with. Her voice is so deep. It really is. It's crazy. Hey guys, I'm Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I listened to this podcast episode that she did with this one girl called, like, Call Me Daddy is what the podcast is called. Weird. Yeah, but it's a girl. And I think it's all about, like, uh, I don't know, embracing 
womanlyhood. I don't fucking know. I didn't listen <laughs> to any other episode. I only listened to the Miley Cyrus episode, but they talk a lot about like sex and stuff. Oh really? Yeah. But anyway, it was a cool episode. But her voice is super deep is where I was getting with that. But even whenever she's singing, it sounds super deep. And I'm like, did you just, like, smoke a lot of cigarettes or something? Probably did. (laughs) It sounds like she smoked for, like, 30 years. (laughs) Anyway. um, So, yeah. If you have hung on, that was it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. Okay. Um... Well, we'll see you guys next week. Next week, we have some, a lot of episodes hitting you. So we're going to do Fearsome Fridays, normal episode. And then on Saturday for Halloween, we're going to hit you with a very special Halloween episode. A two-parter. And then we got our bonus episode on the 1st of November. So getting a lot we'll see you guys a whole lot next week and you saw us a whole lot this week so i just really hope that you like us (laughs) um follow us on social media unholy gossip girls on facebook and instagram at girls unholy on twitter and email us at unholy gossip girls at gmail.com please do and we'll see you guys next week for all hallows eve (gasps) spooky